Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are ranking our favorite Walt Disney World tours. Yes, we are. I'm excited about We've done this. a lot of them. Yeah. And so we're, we're ranking our favorite ones. We'd and love that, to do more. Right. And then we're also going to talk about the ones we haven't done and like mm-hmm. which ones we'd most like to do. Right. But before we get into that, let's cover the Disney news of the week. Now, we are pre-recording this because we yes. are voyaging on our first Disney cruise on The Wish. What? What? So we will have a recap of that coming up in a few weeks here. Um, but there was a piece of news a couple of weeks ago that came out that I wanted to, to kind of talk about because I thought it was interesting. Um, so if some like major other piece of Disney news came up this past week, you're like, why aren't they talking about it? That's why. We'll talk about it next week. Yes. Um, but Disney announced the Disney Movie Club service will be shutting down. Now, this isn't something I was like super familiar with, but the Disney Movie Club service um, was basically a movie subscription service that you could get, I think it was like, four or five movies for like a dollar or something like that. If you agree to pay for like six, like buy like five movies full price, like over the next six months. So it was one of those things like, you know, like back in the nineties, I think they had this a lot where like you'd have your mag, like you'd have CD clubs and stuff where it was like, Hey, you pay $10 a month and you can get like two CDs. So Disney had this with movies as well. And again, you know, if you bought four or five movies full price over five or six months or whatever, you could get three or four movies for like a couple dollars. Huh. So uh, it was a way to kind of do that. A lot of people apparently really liked it because it had a lot of like older Disney movies, ones that were like harder to find that aren't even maybe on streaming at this yeah. point either. Um, so it is shutting down now because I think people are moving more towards streaming. You know, Disney's not really doing this. But with this announcement, Disney also announced that Sony, they've reached an agreement with Sony, and Sony is going to take over all of the physical media distribution in the United States and Canada, I believe, for Disney. So Disney's no longer going to be producing their own DVDs and Blu-rays of movies. Sony's going to do that. So that also begs the question of, is Sony going to produce the back catalog? Like what, you know, it's probably going to be limited they're not going to make every movie every more. They're only going to sell the popular ones. And also, what is if Disney made that agreement with Sony, it seems like Sony's getting something out of it. So what is Disney getting out of the deal? Well, I think Disney's getting... They don't have to produce the the manufacturing of Blu-rays and DVDs. Are they trying to build goodwill with Spider-Man, though? Is what I'm, I always no, think of no, Spider-Man. No, no I mean, I think, to- I think what it is, and I think this this makes sense because people aren't really buying like physical movies anymore. I mean, I think Best Buy isn't even selling physical video games anymore. Like I think they've just given up of we're not, you can't go in and buy a video game. Like it's all download. They're phasing this kind of stuff out. So like physical media is going away and obviously Disney's trying to push streaming. So I think, you know, to them having Sony do it, they get paid, you know, a royalty. It works out well kind of for Disney and then you know Sony probably does this for all of their movies but it's it's interesting and I think you know what what I've read and what a lot of people are worried about with the the movie club service going away and and Sony doing this is again those like older harder to find movies that aren't on Disney plus that aren't streaming anywhere with the movie club going away it's going to be harder to get and is Sony going to have any incentive to make a DVD or a Blu-ray of a movie that very few people want to buy like sure they're going to make the marvel movies and the star wars movies because those are actually going to sell but these older ones they're probably not so it's going to be difficult to find a lot of these like older properties 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see the concern there, just wanting to kind of preserve some of those older movies and have access to them. But, I mean, it sounds like a win for Disney. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that's good about this, though, is that they're still going to sell physical copies. Because, like, in Australia a few years ago, Disney announced they were just no longer selling physical copies of movies anymore. Like, you, it's, it's just not an option. And so I think, you know, there was some concern or risk that they could just do that in the U.S. and Canada and everywhere. Um, so I think it's good that, hey, at least Sony will be continuing with it. Um, but obviously, yeah, with, with streaming and, you know, the other concern with streaming is movies can just disappear from streaming. You know, we, yeah. we've seen this with HBO, with TV shows. All of a sudden, your, your TV show that you watch is canceled and it's no longer available on, on Max and stuff. So, or, you know, stuff leaves Netflix or whatever. So, you know, a lot of people, like if you really like a movie, having a physical copy of it's the only way to guarantee you'll always be able to watch it. Yeah. And see, so just... And, that freaks me out. You know, I've gotten rid of a lot of like movies, Blu-rays and stuff yeah. in the past. And now I'm, I'm kind of like second guessing myself of like, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah. That's like one of the few things I actually felt comfortable getting rid of. Yeah. Like when Disney Plus came out, I was like, oh, I can yeah. get rid of these. But now it's like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. Time will tell. And then again, hopefully no other like major news came because... We don't know about it, but we'll talk about it next week if it did happen. So I'm gonna, uh, we're gonna come back. I'm gonna have a beautiful golden tan. <laughs> All right, well we'll see. You can tune in next week to find out. I won't. You can you can watch us on YouTube and uh, Enchanted Ears podcast over on YouTube to see if Angela is tan next week. <laughs> watch this week and next week um, to find out. All right, so let's jump into our main topic this week: ranking the Walt Disney World tours. Yes. So we're ranking the ones we have done so far. And then we're going to talk about the other tours that are available at Walt Disney World that we've not had the chance to do and kind of rank those on out of these remaining, which ones do do we most want to do? Yeah. Now, I kind of have my ranking, so I'll go in my order. And you can disagree yeah. with, with any order oh, here. Oh, I will. Um, <laughs> but so far, what we've done is we've done the Behind the Seeds tour, we've done the Keys to the Kingdom tour, Wild Africa Trek, and the Surfing Lessons at Typhoon Lagoon. So those are the four tours that we've personally done at Walt Disney World. Four tours and seven years ago. <laughs> I think it's a little bit different than that, but but we'll take it. So We're having our moment with Mr. Lincoln right now. <laughs> We didn't get to do that at Disneyland. We missed that last time. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. And oh, I love it. Man, I, I I'm cried. upset I missed it. I know. Me I too. I love it though. <laughs> now my ranking is kind of based on two criteria. I looked at value because these are expensive tours or a few hundred dollars. Some of them, not all of them are, but most of them are a hundred, 200 plus dollars. So, you know, there is some level of like, are you getting value out yeah. of this? And then also just overall experience of just like enjoyment and what I thought of it. So the kind of taking those two together is how I'm getting kind of my criteria. So starting with the least tour, and this is probably where you're going to like disagree with me, but I had Wild Africa Trek as number four. And for me, just to kind of give like people background of like, we'll try to go through all these tours. So it's a three hour tour. It costs between $219 and $229, like depending on the time of year you're going. I mean, that's an interesting, like only a fluctuation of $10. Yeah, most of these are about like $10, you know, difference. It's it's basically behind the scenes of Kilimanjaro safaris. So you get to see a hippo feeding. You do the ropes bridge over the crocodile enclosure, which you can kind of see on 
um, the Kilimanjaro safaris, but you get to go over that. You have a private safari, so they, you get to go in one of the cars, and, and it's the same safari, yeah. but you're I in your you, own. I think you come out from a different spot. I mean, you see that those cars can go other places, and that right. you come but it, out, it's but not, it, yeah, it's, it's essentially not the same thing. Yeah. And then you get food. You get to go kind of in the back of the safari. There's like a pavilion back there. They do feed you lunch. Uh, a sample menu, according to Disney's website, includes garlic and leek hummus and pita, prosciutto and mozzarella and olive mix fresh fruit chicken wrap and marinated tandoori shrimp i don't remember the food being particularly great yeah, but I it did come in a really cute like bento we box. also got like an edible flower i remember yeah there's like a little like purple violet yeah they don't mention that in here so i, I don't mean, remember what that they're flower not gonna, is. yeah they're not gonna be like and the delicious flowers well i mean but they, they do talk about that a lot of like hey you're gonna have an edible flower um also included in this are all of your photos they're taking photos of you the whole time and you get all of those photo pass photos for me. So kind of why I ranked it lowest here. So that's kind of what you get to do. Why I ranked it lowest is for me, it, it's too much of a copy of Kilimanjaro safaris. You're not seeing different animals. Half the thing is you just being in a safari car. You know, yeah. you, you do get food. The ropes course is cool. It is cool to be like behind the scenes a little bit of it. Yeah, you but you're not walk super on, like, behind some of the scenes. The, like some of the keeper paths. I remember like following them through those and that was kind of cool. But I mean, I understand. I don't know if I fully agree. Yeah, and just, just real quick, because the other thing too is basically it's $70 an hour. So that's the other thing. So it's, you're paying $70 an hour to basically ride Kilimanjaro safaris. <laughs> you're doing other stuff. You're getting <laughs> food, say. but, but really is it worth $70 extra, an hour? Yeah. For that? So that's why for me, it's the lowest rated of the tours we've done. Yeah. I mean, I would love to argue with you on this. And I, there's a part of my heart that says that this is inaccurate, but I do think that every critique that you've come up with is fair. Like I loved the hippo part. That was kind of cool being on the tether and like getting to um, like the, like watching them throw the, the, the lettuce heads to the mm -hmm. hippos and stuff. I remember like doing the bridge over the crocodiles. That was fun. But I do remember like there was somebody with us on our tour that, um, was like very very afraid of doing it and I was kind of like laughing because I'm like dude didn't you sign up for this like you may not know I mean you may not know really what's yeah. included or yeah I mean it but is... also it's like dude this is Disney World do you think they're gonna let you fall in the crocodile yeah, well I will say because the the bridge does have some like missing planks in it I mean it's made to be kind of rickety like feel feel yeah, like it's feel a little yeah, unsafe so when you're up there I could see you kind of getting a little bit frightened but no that person was freaking out before <laughs> they even got on also the other thing that I didn't love about this I feel like is when we were doing the little meal at the back of the safari, it wasn't like they did anything to like entice the animals to come closer. Like they didn't feed them over yeah, that, by us or yeah, anything. Yeah, that could be like luck of the draw too. Like if you have a pack of animals come up near you, it's going to be a much better experience. Yeah, that would just be cool because I don't feel you. like yeah. we had much to really observe there. Yeah. So I think that probably they could probably do that a little better because it's like, how hard is it to like throw some mulberry branches or something there so that the giraffes were more likely to come around or something. So Yeah, I think the thing is they want to just let the animals oh, they roam let naturally them be. and stuff they like want that. To let them so be. I get that's it. why they don't want to do that. I get it. But what I'm saying You here, understand it, but like in your heart you're like, I wish there was an animal there. Yeah. You know? Or like yeah. bring an animal out or something like something. It's just yeah, it feels like again, it's a lot of money for when a big chunk of it is rotting Kilimanjaro safaris and eating. And to your point, you may not really even be close to animals. Right. So, so I mean, overall, I actually, 
even though I want to disagree with you on this, I think I have to agree with you. Yeah, and again, my my ranking, if if I think about it too, it's like what is the one I least want to do again versus oh, I'd love versus, to do this again though. versus but but again, like in order of like, hey, this is the one. Like my number one is I would do it again, and then it kind of just goes down from there. So this is my least likely one to do again not that i want it but like i would rather do the other ones before i did this one again see that cracks me up because i would probably most not most but almost most want to do this one again just because i want to see if it's changed any i would it was a that was this, this is one so, of the first ones we this did sounds as well. like i mean based on the description it sounds like it's basically the, the same. exact same yeah well i think there unchanged. are other animal encounters that we're going to talk about that i think i would prefer to do instead of doing this one again yeah what ones we haven't done so but some of our higher ranking ones on this list i really thoroughly enjoyed them but i don't know that i would necessarily need to do them again at least anytime soon so oh again yeah it's not, it's not soon. yeah but but for me again this is kind of where, where my ranking so um so we agree i guess on that one is number four my number three is the Behind the Seeds tour. Now, this is the backstage tour at the Living with the Land. It is $39 to $45, which I was surprised by because we did this a few years ago, and I swear it was like $20, $25. Bucks. Yeah, so I in think it was pretty cheap. Like two or three years. We have a friend that's going to be doing, like our friends are doing this, yeah. and I they like, yeah, they They're like, yeah, it's more expensive, more expensive than that. Now, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's basically $40 to $45. So it's doubled in like two years. Which I think hurts it for me because in terms of value at 20 bucks, 25 bucks, it's an hour long. So for one hour at 20 or 25 bucks, it was like the best value you could get. It was like a no brainer. It was like, do it every time you go. It's an hour of your day. It's not like it's taking up a big chunk of time. It's really fun to go behind the scenes at the greenhouses. You basically become part of living with the land. Like I feel like I was part of the attraction because you get to walk like where the food is and you can wave to people on the boat. They're waving back at you. It's like, Hey, yeah. they're part of the attraction now. I mean, it's like as much as the, um, the scientists working in the lab are part of the attraction. I feel like I'm part of the attraction. So for 20, $25, no brainer. It like made perfect <laughs> sense to do, but now that it's 40 or 45, that becomes a much more expensive proposition because it's $45 now for one hour, you know, you're still getting one hour. And again, this one is, it's fun. But it, you're basically going to be doing the same thing every time. Again, for a cheaper price, I think it made sense because it was it was a cool thing to do. But I don't know that I would pay $40 for this multiple times. Right. So The thing I liked about this is I enjoyed, I think it was like the for, first portion of it when they talk, they talk about Look all the insects how and stuff. they yeah. regulate pests with yeah. other bugs mm -hmm. and i thought like specifically they talk about ladybugs and first of all if you have never maybe you could throw this up on our youtube but um if you've never seen the life stages of a ladybug and particularly what they look like before they turn into that little round beetle they look nothing alike like like the bug that they end up being mm -hmm. like you could probably you would probably be in your garden and if you weren't aware of what they look like be like ew that's a pest i like i would kill it you know i mean not that i would do that but they're just you like wouldn't weird. Think it was a ladybug. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't think it was yeah. a ladybug but they're actually super helpful to your garden so i thought that part of it was really interesting and just like hearing some of the things that they do in order to sort of regulate Not use chemicals and, control, and pesticides and stuff like right, that. right like yeah. and it's stuff that you could definitely apply in your own garden like i think that they have like buffer crops or something basically buffer crops. Things i mean the whole sand the fact that it's all covered in sand helps 
um, like, yeah, like with insects. The and it also helps with like keeping moisture and stuff in. Cause if, if you notice, like you never actually see them watering the plants. Cause like all the water, all the irrigations underground and the sand helps keep it moist and, and helps trap that moisture in there. So yeah. So you learn a lot of really cool stuff. It's very like that. intelligently yeah. designed and, um, you know, they tell you about like some of the hidden Mickeys and I, I don't know. It, it was a really, really cool experience. Um, one that I definitely think I would, I would repeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly since I feel like I've forgotten a lot of the facts. Yeah, you're right. It's a lot of cool stuff, but like you only remember probably 20% of it. So if you go back, right. you'll learn another 20%. Yeah, and it's been several years since we've done it. So yeah. I would do it again because I feel like I could use that refresher. Um, in my mind, one day I'm going to be a fantastic gardener. Like I just... It's a retirement. It's a retirement well, thing. Well, yeah, like... Just getting a gardener. Listen, okay. So <laughs> brief, brief sidetrack. When we went to Australia, we we went to our friend's farm and her dad has, has an orchard on the farm. And since I went there, that is now my dream, like to be able to have these like this beautiful orchard of all these fruit trees and be able to go get fresh apricots. Never had a fr- fresh apricot in my life. Didn't even know I liked apricots, but they were so juicy. Like it, the juice was running down my arms. It was so delicious. And that's all I want in life is that my own version of living with the land of like fruit orchards. Well, now and- I'm in. Before I was like, I don't know I want an orchard. But now that you told me it's in living with the land. Well, I mean, like you can apply a lot of that. No, I want to build my own dome geodesic sphere. Own dome greenhouse. I mean, I I think that would be super cool. Yeah, that's what I want. So I'm in now. If we can have it in a like a greenhouse with like a little boat ride that I can just kind of float around in, I'm in. Yeah, I want to know all about mini fruit trees too. So if you know anything about that, you know this is your area of expertise. Contact us. All right, so moving on to at least my second favorite tour. So far, you've agreed with me so far. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but moving on to my second favorite <laughs> tour, and this is the surfing lessons at Typhoon Lagoon. Yes. Now, when we did this, it was lessons in that there were people, they were with, I think, Ron John Surf Shop. Um, Sounds which, right. Which I think, I don't know if they were from Daytona Beach. It's one of the beaches nearby. They do surfing lessons at the beach, but like they came here to Typhoon Lagoon, and so you know, it was kind of loose lessons. It was nice that they had somebody in the water with you, helping you yeah. like get on your board and telling you, okay, pop up now, like telling you when to go to yeah. kind of catch the wave based on the description. It doesn't sound like they they're do that there. Yeah. It doesn't sound like, like the lesson parts there. And so I don't know if, because they were like a third party, maybe something happened or, you know, Disney decided, Hey, we don't need them. We're just doing the surfing. But the whole part where you can go and basically just they just turn on the waves and just make constant waves you know every like 30 seconds a wave comes through that is still happening so you can go now the thing is you kind of it sounds like have to at least have an idea of what you're doing in terms of surfing and now maybe i could be wrong maybe they're still there and it's just not well written on the website i don't know but the whole experience is three hours total and i would say i don't know we got Maybe probably like 10, 10 or 12 waves. waves. Yeah, I think it I depends mean, there how many a lot people of, there are. Yeah. yeah, I think there were probably like 12. Because they have two people, so people go at the same at the same 12 time. 12 to 15. But it takes time for you to like paddle out there Swim to back, get yeah. the whole way there. Like the whole way to, to the end of the, way, end, yeah. the, the wave pool, yeah, to come back. back. So yeah, it takes some time. But they're like perfect six foot waves. Like they're the same wave every time. They do it early in the morning. It starts at 6.45 in the morning, if you do it in the morning, mm-hmm. so before the park opens. Or they do have it in the evening as well, which starts 
um, 30 minutes after the park closes and then it's three hours. So what it's called now is it's called like an open surf. So that's again, I don't think that's necessarily lessons anymore. And this is $229 in the morning or $249 in the evening uh, for weekdays, $289 in the evening, Friday or Saturday evening. Makes sense too that it's more expensive at night because it's probably warmer at night, so probably more people want to. That's probably more popular. Yeah, like who wants to get up at six forty-five in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know? And like you're going to miss your Genie Plus reservations and all that sort of (laughs) stuff if you're up that early. But you know, this one definitely is on like the more expensive end. It's cheaper if you do the you know the morning one. It's two twenty-nine. You can save yourself a little bit of money. But for me, it's roughly the same price in the morning as the Wild African Trek. But you're getting three hours of surfing, which is something like you can't just do it at a theme park, you know, like it's, it's something different. It's something cool. We're not surfers. So I would never go out and try and like the open ocean. So like, it's oh, perfect, I would. <laughs> but, it, but it's part, it's controlled. Yeah. It's like, it's a fun thing to do. It's a more like safe environment to do this in. You don't have to worry about anything coming from underneath you. Right. You, you can see perfectly. Like it's a perfect wave. Like, you know, you're gonna have a good wave every time. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And I think yeah. it's, it was cool. Cause what we did too is, we stayed at Typhoon Lagoon, so we had tickets. Like, you have to have tickets to stay. But we stayed, and we did, like, a water park day. So it's a cool thing to do. Like, either you do this in the morning or you do this in the evening. But, like, go to the water park for part of the day, either in the afternoon and then stay for the evening or do the morning and stay. There's less crowds there. Like, it's a cool thing to do of just not a theme park day. Or if you don't want to do a theme park day, just, like, a, a just, you know, poolside day. It's a little it's a little bit more adventurous of like a pool relaxation day. Yeah, I'm curious to know, like, I mean, if you're an avid surfer, you're somebody who's done this before, I do wonder if this is something that you wouldn't really have much interest in. But I do feel like it's I mean probably there's good practice. Yeah, though. there's something to be said that you get like the same wave and they're pretty decent waves every time. So maybe like somebody who is a per- like person who likes to surf and they're not like a big wave surfer would appreciate that. But yeah, it is it is is just really really fun it did make me feel like I would love to try doing it in the ocean because I felt like at least I got a little bit of a base um and I know at least somewhat how to pop up but I also I don't know I was recognized in... how difficult it is to surf because yeah. those were supposed to be like the perfect easy waves yeah and I think I stood on the board for all of five seconds yeah we were in when we were in Australia last summer, yeah, we saw we people. saw people doing surf lessons in the ocean, and it did not like look like it was going well, and it did not <laughs> look like fun. Like it. Oh, that looks like so much fun. There was that one guy that was killing it. Yeah, it did not look like something I want to do. This is more my speed, <laughs> as opposed to open ocean. I will say the other really cool thing you can do. So, if you are maybe a somewhat competent surfer or a good surfer, and you like to surf, you can actually rent out the wave pool for a private surf party or maybe you're a person who is so afraid of embarrassing yourself you're just like i'm gonna run it out yeah but this is awesome though so you get 100 waves for 25 people so you can get like a big group of people go out and do this it's 1200 dollars for the morning which i think is really reasonable across 25 people that's only it's like less than 60 bucks a person it's $1,300 in the evening during the weekdays or $1,500 in the evening 
uh, Friday to Saturday. So yeah, it's like 48 to $60 a person. Um, depending on when you go, you can buy additional waves for like a few hundred dollars. You can also pay for additional guests up to 40 people, but it's not like that much more money to go up to 40 people. I think it's only like a few hundred dollars more. So you could like for pretty reasonable under two grand have 40 people for three hours to have like your own private party after hours at Typhoon Lagoon surfing, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't like I don't think a lot of people know about this. Not that I think a lot of people would do it, but I think this would be like really fun. Like if you had like, Sounds like a like a fun enchanted ears meetup. <laughs> yeah, but like like if you had like a if you went to high school like in Orlando, imagine this yeah. is like a grad party. Like, hey, we're gonna have a grad party at Typhoon Lagoon or even like a bachelorette party or like bachelor party. Like, hey, we're oh gonna go gosh. surfing. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because again, twelve hundred like okay, let's say we're gonna do it in the evening on a weekend. Fifteen hundred bucks and you have you know, 25 people. And again, it's, it's a grad party. It's a, you know, bachelorette party. That's not that much money for some like one time thing like that. You know, like it, it that's r- really reasonable. I feel like for Disney, like I imagine this thing would be like five grand, you know, to do this. Like it seems pretty reasonable to do that. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. We just need to find 23 other people. Yeah. 23 of our closest friends. There you go. All right, so this brings us to our favorite tour we've ever done at Walt Disney World, and that is the Keys to the Kingdom Tour. Now, the Keys to the Kingdom Tour is a five-hour tour at the Magic Kingdom. It costs between $129 and $149. And I think this is what puts it over the top for me, at least, because this is the best value of all the tours. I could not believe it was this inexpensive. At five hours, even at the highest price point of basically $150, that's only $30 an hour, which is less per hour than all of these other tours, even the behind the seeds tour. Like that, yeah. again, we talked that one used to be cheaper. Now it's more than that. I feel like it's so inexpensive. I kind of feel like somebody at Disney forgot to raise the price for this. <laughs> like, I feel like this they meant this to but be. This is going to be more expensive yeah. soon. Well, I, I think I think it's like they meant this to be $229 to $249. And somebody typed in a one instead of a two. Like, it's such a good deal for me. It, it gives you the history of the Magic Kingdom. You get to ride a few attractions as part of this. You get a, I mean, there you have a plaid, so it almost feels like you're a VIP as well. Yeah. And the plaids, you have are their so, best tour guide. Yeah. Yeah. They're so knowledgeable and so good at their jobs that, you know, again, you feel like a VIP and you just get a lot of really excellent information about the park and about, you know, main street and the whole, that the was, whole history of it. I th- yeah. Yeah. That was like my favorite part was like the part where they, she talks about, or like our, our tour guide talked about main street and the windows and the train station and just yeah. like all of that part besides the, you know, going underground. Yeah, So you cool get together the Utilidors too, which mm-hmm. I think again, if you told somebody it's 150 bucks and you get to go into the Utilidors, <laughs> I think most hardcore Disney fans would pay that and say, I don't even need to do anything else. Yeah. And the fact that you then get four additional hours of other stuff, plus you get lunch. I, I think it was at Pecos Bill's. And Which isn't the best. Yeah. Food, I mean, it was like but... a taco bar. And I, I can't remember though, because the weird thing is like Pecos Bill's blends into like the Tortuga Tavern that's right there. And then there's like a, intermediate like restaurant right there so i don't know that we actually sat in pecos bills but i think that's like where the food was from because yeah, like yeah we yeah we had that little like room that was off in the back so. right yeah we had like a little private and we room. were yeah. blocked off with a big long right. table yeah but, but so you do get lunch 
You do get to ride a couple of attractions. You get the history. It's called Keys to the Kingdom because you learn about Disney's five keys, which is basically like their corporate philosophy for like how they run stuff. So you learn about like how safety like trumps everything versus show. Like it, it's an interesting tie. And so like you, you learn about all of their and you learn about, keys as it ties into their history. And you learn about, we're not, I mean, I'm not going to give anything away because I think it's a fun tour. And if you haven't done it, like I don't want to tell you what you get to ride and stuff, mm -hmm. but you learn about the rides prior to getting to go on them too, which is really fun because then you learn what to look for. So you get a different ride experience. When your guide goes on with you and tells you stuff about the attraction while you're on it too. Yeah. Yeah. Like she I mean, get, You're right. Like they, like they give you some history beforehand, but they also ride it with you and give you additional history as you're riding the stuff. Yeah. It was really cool just to get that little extra magic. Yeah. Made um, for a different ride. Experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so do you do you agree with me then that order those four? Because I think coming into it, you're like, I don't know that I agree with your order. So it's really interesting because I disagreed on the last two, and I still agree that Keys to the Kingdom is the number one for me. However, I do feel like for repeatability purposes, I would probably put Surfing above that because I think that that is that's just something that personally I would rather repeat. Whereas if you have like a four or five hour long i don't want to call it a lecture because it's more interesting than i will say this though the utilidors it's different every time you go in it is that's the we thing we didn't get to see anything that's like, the thing though you never know crazy. what you're gonna see yeah we there. didn't get to see anything too crazy in the utilidors but it was i mean it was we still... were very early in the morning i kind of would like to go like maybe afternoon like yeah. around parade time or something yeah like, once characters start coming out again 150 bucks at most yeah, That's but it's it's a large chunk of your time. Oh, it is, it, it's, and so yeah, I feel like you. I mean, you do miss up miss out on park time because of that, which is part of the other reason why I sort of knock it down just a little bit. Yeah, I probably wouldn't go on this if you have a short trip because you're right, you're, oh, you're yeah, giving up a sure chunk of your day, or if you're going when it's super crowded because again, those five hours are very valuable, especially because a lot of these this tour happens like early in the morning, and there's that's kind of when crowds are low. And so you are giving up like a big chunk of your time for that. Right. So then you get released when the crowds are high. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I, you're right. I kind of look, look for that. So, all right. So that wraps up the tours we've been on. So there are additional tours that we've not taken. So just kind of run through these. And then I kind of have my top three out of these that I would like to take. And, and Angela, want to get your opinion on these too. So the additional tours uh, that they have are, called Dolphins in Depth. So this is at the Seas Pavilion at Epcot. $209. It's two hours total, 30 minutes in the water with dolphins. You're kind of in waist deep water with the actual dolphins. So you get to actually meet the dolphins, but it's only for 30 minutes. There is Dive Quest, which is $229 to $249. This is two hours in total with 40 minutes of scuba diving in the tank in the Seas Pavilion. I do have one question for you. Yes. Are you for scuba? Am I for scuba? <laughs> so you have to be scuba certified um, to do this. I thought they used to have one where you could snorkel. Like if you weren't scuba certified, you could snorkel. I think maybe they replaced that with the dolphins one. Because uh -huh. it, it seems to be like that's kind of the one. Like if you're not scuba certified, you can go. So that's a shame. And get the behind the scenes of 
the sea's pavilion, but then you get to meet a dolphin. Yeah, I would much rather snorkel in the giant tank I than would. go yeah. see the, the dolphins. Agreed. There is the Wilderness Back Trail Adventures at Fort Wilderness. This is 90 to $99. It is a Segway tour. Uh, it's a two-hour circuit that includes stops at the stables at Circle Tridy Ranch and uh, Bay Lake. This seems like a missed opportunity. You get to ride stuff at the Wilderness Ranch. Oh, it's not horses, though. But see, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like Segway tours. There are two at Animal Kingdom. So there is Caring for Giants, which is $39. It's a one-hour tour that teaches you about elephants. Take my money. You get to see the elephants. It says you're like 80 to 100 feet away of them, away from them. So you're not like super close to them, but you do get to see the elephants. I, say, I feel like from AZA regulations, yeah, you, can't you can't get that close. But to there them. is Up Close with Rhinos. It is $49 for one hour. It does not say how close you are to the rhinos, but it's called up close with rhinos. So I wonder how close you are. Like, I wonder, do you get to feed them? Like, how close do you get to the rhinos? That one has me intrigued. I'm ve- this is, I think, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to come out with it. This is the one that I want to do next. The rhino one? Yeah. Because I think I love elephants so much. I feel like humans have a fascination with elephants and I just read this somewhere. I feel like I've seen this more than once that elephants view humans like, like puppies, like cute puppies. Um, they view us as cute puppies. Yeah. They're oh, that's like, awesome. yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I read this on the internet. So again, oh, it's with a, with it's a grain up. of salt, cause salt, you can believe but I everything feel like, you see on the internet. No, but I feel like I've heard this before. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is just one of those oh, dumb if you've things. Heard, if you've heard it twice. It has to be true. <laughs> has to be true. It was on <laughs> the internet thought, and you heard it but twice. I, okay. True. But there's a part of me that just wants to suspend like disbelief on this because that is just adorable that they would think of us as like, Oh look, you're cute. Like you're this little tiny animal and I'm just going to like be nice to you. I don't know. Rhinos. They look like elephants, but they have a giant horn on their face. You always thought rhinos were mean. And then, like, from riding the safaris and stuff a lot, I've learned, like, they're not actually not and watching, like, behind the scenes of, like, Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It doesn't they're, seem like they're actually that mean. They're so cute. Yeah. They're so cute. They look like, yeah, they're like elephants, unicorn cousin. All right. So, you, the unicorn, the well, unicorn cousin, the well, majestic unicorn. Well, it's like, like how, um, you know, I think that's where the rumors of, like, unicorns came from as people saw rhinos and... We're like, I thought oh. you thought unicorns were real for a second. I mean, okay. Right. I saw this on the internet too. All right. Wait, hang on. You saw that unicorns were real? No, 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 no. The other day, it was so funny because I'm like, I was like, this makes so much sense. Somebody was like, okay, if, if somebody told you, hey, there's a horse that has a horn that exists or there's a giant creature with a 30 foot long neck and spots and a tongue, a black tongue that comes like way out of their mouth. Which one would you believe is actually in existence? The second one, because it's a giraffe. <laughs> but Easy. I mean, which one seems more likely? That one? The giraffe? No, for no, sure. No. If you didn't know the giraffe existed, you'd be like, oh, of course, it's a horse with a horn. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because <laughs> horses aren't scary enough. We got to put horns on them. <laughs> they're not. Oh, they're very scary. All right. They don't need the horn. They can kick you. We have to exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right, we have two more here. Um, another one at Animal Kingdom is the Savor the Savannah Tour. It's 189 to 199 dollars. It's a safari ride and food. It kind of sounds like <laughs> hopefully it not is, simultaneously. No, it kind of sounds like it is the Wild Africa Trek without the ropes course. Is really what this sounds like. It sounds like you do the private safari. You go back to kind of the pavilion and you have something to eat. 
Yeah. And you just don't do the ropes course. So basically it Or it, the or the hippo part. Right. So it kind of seems like that ropes course hippo part is worth like thirty to forty bucks. And that's probably the best part of the tour, yeah, exactly. I'd say. Yeah. So I, I think that one's kinda like pay the thirty or forty bucks more and do the whole thing. Yeah. Um and then the last one's at Animal Kingdom Lodge. This is the Starlight Safari at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It is I don't know why it costs this, but this is what it says on Disney's website. It is seventy five sixty five. I don't know why to $89. I don't know why it's not $75, why it's not $76. I wonder if there's a significance to the number. Maybe. $75.65 to $89. It is a tour of their Savannah. It takes place at night. I think it's like an hour. It's about an hour tour. They do one at like 8.30 and 10 around now. Just, you know, I'm sure in the summer it's a little bit later. But they give you night vision goggles. This is awesome. To see the stuff. Yeah, so this one sounds pretty cool. So those are the remaining tours. So you already said you want to do Up Close with Rhinos. So that's my number one. That's your number one. Okay. I think. Okay. Just because, yeah, I love them. All right, what are your um, other ones? And then I think my number two would be that Starlight Safari at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay. I think that would be a lot of fun. Plus, you get night vision goggles. I mean, how you many times? in your life how many times in your life somebody's like here have some night vision goggles never and you're like looking at animals it would feel like you're on like the actual like a savannah yeah like it would feel more realistic because you're just out there like where's the animals yeah yeah you know then you see their eyes and you're like is that a lion is that eye shine yeah what's coming for me yeah i know it's not a lion they don't have lions there but (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so i think that that would be really really fun and then i also of course the caring for giants just because again elephants so you're doing all animals yeah okay all animals all the time all right so i agree with you on two of them yeah okay actually i just sort of remembered something okay i would really really like to go in the tank but i don't have the capabilities to go in the tank so let's say let's say you're scuba certified if i was for scuba then (laughs) i would I think I would probably pick that over elephants just because I've had other encounters with elephants before. So this is something newer. Um, And plus I like every time I looked at that tank, then I could just be like, Hey, I've been in there. Right. So I want to say dive quest as well. I'm not scuba certified either. And the other part is I don't (laughs) like fish. (laughs) I don't like them like anywhere near me. I'm a, I don't want to like touch them because I think they're going to be slimy. So I'm not a fish guy. So I feel like in, you in, don't like the band fish. <laughs> in my mind. I feel like this sounds like fun, but I feel like if I was in there for 40 minutes, I would be like, Oh my gosh, get these fish away from me. Why are they swimming so close to me? I feel like they should add on an extra reptiles and amphibian section. For you. I think, I think there's sharks in that tank. I wouldn't there want them near me. The like, when, like when we go snorkeling, and the fish like like people. I'm like, get away from me, fish! Like I don't like. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if, I don't if like they, them near me. If they're the fish that come up and they like kind of like like I don't want to say give you kisses, but they like kind of like bite at you. Yeah, and Joe will freak out. I'm, and I'm the like, one in the water yelling at them like, oh, oh get away <laughs> from all, me! Like they don't even have teeth. They yeah. just kind of like suction you. And so you're in just my like, mind, ah. in my mind, this sounds like fun. Like I would scuba dive in there if there was no fish. Like if I could go. <laughs> <in the laughs> and just scuba dive and there that was no really fish. defeats the purpose no like like i could just like swim through the coral like put like a little shipwreck in there or something like that would be fun to me i feel like 40 minutes in there i would start freaking out there's too many fish near me i need to get out of here so i, I mean, want to say dive quest I, but i'm not gonna say i do dive feel like quest. you sell yourself a little bit short because we've been in like the ocean and swam with fish yeah i and- do it yeah but again after like 20 minutes or so i'm like 
okay, too many fish near me. I need to leave, especially in the ocean. I'm like, what else is in this water? Because I mean, I've we were seen, literally in there with sharks, and I've, you were okay. I've watched the Meg. I know what's <laughs> in the ocean. I don't want a Megalodon coming. Yeah, they to don't. Eat me. They don't want you. All right, the Megalodon. He eats people. I've seen the Meg. Jason, unless Jason, Jason Statham's around, I'm not getting in the water. All right. So my top three, because again, I'm not saying dive quest. My top three though are the wilderness um, back trail adventures at Fort Wilderness because hello, Segway tour. <laughs> I did when I saw that you can do a Segway tour at Disney. I'm like, I need to do this immediately. This would be fun. Be, I don't care if you come or not. I'm riding Segways. I'm just saying it would be fun. I'm Any, not saying time, I, I want to come with next you. Next time I have, we're there for more than like a couple days. Um, because we're going down for a springtime surprise, but like we're only going we're down for a couple days. Be, we're not gonna yeah. have enough time. I want to do a Segway tour. It's not that expensive either. It's a hundred bucks to do a Segway tour. So that's my number one. Then I'm with you. I agree with you on Starlight Safari because night vision goggles, hundred percent. I'm hooked. I'm in for that. Um, and then probably rhinos because out of the other ones, like I don't necessarily care to see elephants like i said the savor they don't care to see you either they don't think you're a very cute puppy thank you (laughs) the savor the savannah again that it just seems like it's the yeah that one fun parts yeah um and then uh, again with dolphins we've swam with dolphins before i don't know that i need to do that yeah again and it's it it does get you into that weird territory too of like you know is it ethical to have dolphins even (laughs) again i feel like in my mind dive quest seems like a fun one to do because you get to like learn behind the scenes of the seas, that sort of stuff. Maybe one day I'll get scuba certified and I'll like, I don't know, get the courage to go in with the fish for 40 minutes. I do <laughs> think that we'll would see. be a nice thing for us to do, you know, is to get, we actually talked about this for, yeah. or for a while. Well, we talked about so that we could swim in the aquarium in Disney. Like that's yeah. what I've talked about. Yeah. Of like, Hey, yeah. I would do it to be able to go and say, I swam in that aquarium. I Disney. feel like there was something else that we were doing that we wanted to potentially get certified for as well. But we'd love to hear what our listeners, like what tours have you done? Mm-hmm. What tours do you want to do? What would you recommend? Yeah. Let us know on our Instagram at enchanted ears podcast. Or if you're watching this on Instagram, let us know in the comments, um, which tour you would most like to do, but that wraps up our show this week. Want to thank everybody again for listening. If you're not done, so please leave us a rating or a review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It really helps. And we really, Really appreciate it. Thanks for letting us your ears. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you here next Monday. Bye bye.